It's time for episode 327 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, January 1st, 2020. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast that's ringing, or should I say chiming, in the new year. I am Dan Morin, and I am joined across the internet by my good friend, my pal, my co-host, Mr. Micah Sargent. Happy New Year, Micah. Happy New Year. Ho, ho. Uh, ho, ho. <laughs> we, made it, we made it to another, another year, another decade by some counts. Oh, boy. Uh, don't get us. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> we don't have right. enough time to figure that out. <laughs> there is not enough time. There's never enough time. Uh, but there is enough time for this very show in which we invite two fantastic guests to uh, ring in the new year with us. And it just so happens that they are the same guests that help us ring in 2019. So it's good to have them back. And to my left this week is the editor at Mac Stories, the co-host of App Stories and Dialogue. It is John Voorhees. Welcome back, John. Uh, Thank you very much. Happy New Year. It's good to talk to you all again. Happy New Year. Happy to have you back. And to my left is the community manager at Micro.blog, as well as a prolific podcaster, VoyagerCast, SesterCast, and of course, the Weekly Review. And come on, everyone's favorite Lyft driver. It's the one and only (laughs) Gene McDonald. Hello, Gene. Hello, you all, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. All right, let's kick off 2020 with uh, my topic today. What tech product do you most want to see in 2020, whether it's something you want to buy or just a trend that you want to finally catch on in 2020. John? You know what I want? I want the Apple TV to become the centerpiece of my home entertainment system. I really want Apple to lean into what they've been doing with audio. I mean, we've got AirPods now, AirPods Pro, HomePods, all this stuff. What I really want, though, is for the Apple TV to sit at the middle and there to be a new sound bar, an Apple sound bar, a new game controller that actually uses the AirPods technology to reduce the latency and allow gaming to real good gaming to finally come to the Apple TV. And I think as part of that, the Apple TV itself needs to get beefed up, needs more storage, needs to be faster. Let's make this not just an accessory to television, but something that you can rely on if you want to be the center of the entire experience from soup to nuts. And it feels like the right time to do that, especially with all the emphasis on services like TV plus and Apple music. So, and of course, Apple arcade. So that's, that's what I'd like to see in 2020. Okay, Dan, can you mark this down? John is not invited back on the show because he stole my answer. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, January 1st, 2021. You're uh, you're You're a new guest. Uh, specifically, so not the whole thing. Uh, I would love the whole thing, but quite literally just yesterday, um, I was trying to show someone the brilliance, the wonderful creation, the amazing jaw dropping beauty that is Beyonce's visual album Lemonade. And of course, this is a musical experience and you need good sound. And I have this third party sound bar. Um, that for some reason, when using HDMI arc, will at times just stop outputting sound for half a second and then start again, which is just unacceptable when you're listening to music. And 
I had this moment where I said, you know what would be awesome is a soundbar made by Apple, one that pairs perfectly with the Apple TV. Apple TV has this cool feature now where you can sync, um, you can, you can do wireless audio syncing using your phone and, uh, you stand a little bit farther away from it and then you hit this thing and it plays some tunes out or some tones out and then it can, uh, try to better sync the music. But if your soundbar just decides to shut off every now and then, then you've got an issue. And so, yes. I am adding one to uh, John's in that I would also like to see a soundbar from Apple as opposed to just uh, a two HomePod setup, which is not my cup of tea. Gene, what do you most want to see in 2020? Well, I was uh, perusing what might appear at CES this year. And the thing that caught my attention and apparently a lot of people's because it's such a cool idea and also very uh, visual is uh, an indoor gardening appliance. So something that you can um, grow indoor vegetables. uh, Well, they would be outdoor if they were outdoor, but they're indoor because there's an appliance that controls the climate, the the temperature, the light. um, And LG is coming out with one that will be like a modular piece to go with their refrigerator. So I'm not I mean, it looks really cool. Um, it, they say it helps beginners grow vegetables. And to be perfectly honest, I am not really the gardening type or even indoor plants like run away from me when they see me <laughs> in the store. I would, <clears throat> excuse me, I would love to have um, some vegetables for myself, but also an, uh, an ample supply of wheatgrass and parsley for my roommates, the guinea pigs. Aww. Yeah, of course. I am really, I want to go back to the indoor plants running away from you because I feel like you've discovered some new talent of these plants. I'm very impressed. (laughs) Very mobile plants. Um, I am also, so I probably beat this drum before, but I'm going to keep on it. I need to replace my MacBook Air this year. It's an 11 inch Air. It's from 2014. It is starting to be a little bit long in the tooth. Its battery doesn't do as well as it used to. Um, even after I replaced the battery. So, you know, I'm, I'm like, right, it's time. It's time for a new laptop. But right now, if you are a consumer laptop user, Apple's lineup is a little bit sparse. Uh, the MacBook Air is really the only consumer-focused Mac laptop. And while it's great, and if it is the option that is available when I go to buy a new laptop, say midway through 2020, uh, I'll buy it and I, I will be fine with it. But I would love to see something that takes the spot of the 11-inch Air and the 12-inch MacBook, both of which, of course, have been discontinued. And whether that's just a, another new small version of the MacBook Air or some new ultra-light laptop from Apple, I would really, uh, really appreciate something in that vein that's really light, um, really kind of small, and has great battery life. And I'm, I'm willing to take a trade-off. Uh, of power just for having something that lasts a lot longer. And, you know, if it also happens to be built around a custom Apple chip, all the better. Uh, but, you know, uh, whatever is available at that point, I guess I will <laughs> I guess I will deal with. But uh, I think it's time for Apple to sort of expand. Having done such a great job with the Pro uh, lineup in the last few years, I think it's time for them to focus a little bit more on the consumer. And I'd love to see some more options at the low end uh, of the, the laptop market. So... All good answers all around. Uh, Thank you for that. Let us go to our second topic, which comes from John. All right. Well, we've looked ahead a little bit already, but I want to look back at 2019 and ask everyone, what was the one tech product you bought in 2019 that made the biggest biggest difference to your life? How about you, Micah? Uh, So... 
this product came out uh, November 2018, but I did not get one until uh, it was 2019. And that is the 11-inch iPad Pro. Um, I had the 10.5-inch iPad Pro before, and I loved that device. It was my Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, um, and I would use it all the time for both content consumption and content creation. It was really nice. I, I quite like Apple's um, keyboard cases for the iPads, and I would often write using the iPad. Uh, and so when I upgraded to the 11 inch, it just iterated on something that I already loved, making it even better. Uh, it's an incredibly powerful machine still to this day. Uh, the Apple Pencil version number two is fantastic. And it's all around just a super great device that I uh, love and cherish, frankly. Jean, what about you? That's interesting. That was my backup answer. So thank you for not taking my top answer, Micah, but I do love that new iPad. Um, and uh, yeah, so the thing that changed, you know, made the most difference in my life this year was my iPhone, um, not the 11, but the 10 or the X, whatever the thing, <laughs> that, because the, the one that I, I mean, the one that I was using, you know, all year until the new one came out, but um so I guess that doesn't count as a 2019 tech purchase either, but um, that's the way this, the calendar goes. Um, the uh, the eSIM in the in the phone because I never used it before. I had never been abroad with a with an eSIM um, enabled iPhone before, but this year I was uh, I spent uh, what ended up being just two weeks in Slovenia as. Um, a trip, you know, sort of personal educational, um, trip. And, uh, I, I, I decided to activate the eSIM and use software, you know, through which I could buy some data. And that was really, that was great just in itself. Cause I always kind of dreaded the idea of going somewhere and buying a SIM and actually replacing the physical SIM in my, my phone. So now I could have access to both and just super cool. But then what happened, of course, um, to me is that I had this, this accident in the middle of the trip and I still could use my iPhone, you know, where, uh, so while I was on my way, uh, in the ambulance to the hospital after I blew out my knee in, uh, Trieste, my, I texted my sister a photo of me in the ambulance and just said, don't know what's going on, but I will let you know, you know, and if I had been, you know, if I had no phone or a phone that I couldn't use, I, I don't know what would have happened to me next because I couldn't even stand up to use a pay phone at that point. Anyway, so, or I don't even know how to use foreign phones. So that really, um, you know, being able to communicate, not just with text, but also I could tweet. And I did just tweet one thing, just saying like, hey, might not hear from me for in a while. And that helped me connect with people who I knew in Europe who helped me um, on this journey of, getting through the hospital crisis and then back home for surgery. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's a, a very, very useful feature. I agree. Um, for me, it was uh, a technology and a piece of hardware together uh, around midway through the year. In fact, while I was at uh, WWDC, I ended up ordering a replacement head unit for my car so I could get one that had CarPlay in it. And I installed that myself 
and I've been using that for the last six months or so, and I really love it. Uh, it's made a huge difference in my life being able to have um, my uh, the map in my dashboard and to be able to use all these CarPlay features that let me do things like you know easily manage media and stuff without having to fiddle with my phone. Um, my wife really loves it because it lets her do stuff while we're you know she's being the co-pilot there without requiring me to sort of take my eyes off the road. Um, and I, I just think it's a it's such a great I, a great point of the things that Apple can accomplish um, and the way that our personal technology has started to supersede these sort of lackluster technology often included in cars. So uh, offshoring that to your personal phone or um, your personal device and letting you use that for directions and uh, podcasts and music and all this stuff, I just find insanely useful. Um, and uh, iOS 13 uh, made some pretty substantial improvements to CarPlay, which was even better. So uh, I've been really delighted to have that, and it's really just changed my driving experience, and I'm I'm a big fan of it. So I, uh, I highly laud CarPlay as my, my favorite thing from 2019. John, any last thoughts here? Sure. Yeah. So for me, the big difference was the Mac Mini that I bought in 2019. It it's a 2018 model, the ones that came out kind of towards the end of 2018, and it's specced up pretty to be pretty beefy. And it's made a huge difference because I used to commute into Chicago, and so I had a, a MacBook Pro, and that was fantastic for that situation. But as I transitioned to working from home more. I found working in clamshell mode, dealing with the buggy keyboard on the MacBook Pro, and a bunch of other things just to become kind of constant irritants to getting anything done. And with the new Mac Mini, for the kind of work that I do, which is primarily writing and recording podcasts like this show, it, it's really perfect. I mean, it it's going to be the kind of machine that's not going to be great for gaming or editing video or that kind of thing. But you do have now with Thunderbolt 3 the option of getting an eGPU, which I, I like knowing that I can do that, although I don't have one. But I've been using this machine now for about nine months, and it's been absolutely perfect. And I, I highly recommend it to anybody who's looking for a, a desktop Mac that isn't going to take up a lot of a lot of space, especially if you already have a display like I already had a 4K LG display so I didn't really want to go the iMac route this time and instead stuck with the mini which I've had a couple of minis in the past and uh they're they're nice little machines and this one especially with the upgrade that they got at the end of 2018 uh, they can they can really spec them up to be pretty powerful nice all right that is two topics down there are two topics left but we must now take a break for halftime here at clockwise and this week's episode of clockwise is brought to you by booze allen modernizing for the future is a challenge especially for large organizations you may need to integrate legacy systems with new technology you may need to incorporate ai and analytics to work more efficiently and make fast decisions and everyone needs new ways of thinking to move on to what's next whether for government or commercial goals Booz Allen understands, and they're helping some of the world's largest organizations modernize. They understand the missions of government and industry and the need to adapt to constant change. They provide open source solutions so clients can integrate innovation from anywhere, whether from visionary startups or major contractors. Plus, they're helping clients power new technologies with analytics. And because security is everyone's priority, they integrate their capabilities with intelligence-grade cybersecurity. With Booz Allen, integration means putting you in control of innovation. Integrate, innovate, get it done with Booz Allen. Learn more at boozallen.com slash relay. That's boozallen.com slash relay. We'd like to thank Booz Allen for their support of this show. 
All right, halftime has concluded. Micah, what have you got for us? Uh, I'm just curious if you gifted any tech this holiday season. Jean, we'll start with you. Um, uh, yes, I did. And uh, one of the things that I have been giving people that has turned out to be a very good gift is uh, cables, like anchor cables or you know extra cables for USB to Lightning, now USB to USB-C. Uh, there's so many cables. There's So there's a three-in-one cable now from them for uh, – for micro USB, USB uh, C and Lightning, that was helpful, especially with the new iPad, <laughs> to have um, extra an extra thing there. But uh, one of the things I like about it is that um, they keep innovating. Anchor does, and now they have a a cable that they guarantee for life. And because they have tested it out and bent it so many times that they can tell you, you know, how many thousands of times you can bend that little end of it and it won't fall apart. And so people open them, they're kind of like, they're semi excited. But then I always hear during the year, oh my God, that cable that really like saved my my life this year to have that with the extra heads or whatever. And so I say, you know, don't need to wow them necessarily on the on the 25th of December, they might call you up in July and say, thank you very much. Interestingly enough, I, I don't, I have some things that might be considered technology or technology adjacent, but we really didn't give much in the way of tech this year, or frankly, even receive much in the way of tech this year. I think we were really focused on like consumables. I think we, you know, having in the last week, we started trying to clean out our, our apartment a little bit and realizing how much stuff that we have that we don't use. I think we decided like a moratorium on more new stuff. But uh, the two things I did gift that were sort of technology adjacent. One, I bought my wife a uh, a pair of nice binoculars because we, uh, when we were traveling on our honeymoon in uh, last year, we, uh, she got really into bird watching and like we would look at the birds while we were at one of our Airbnbs because uh, we had a bird feeder out front. And then when we were um, doing a little trek, a little wilderness trek to see some otters, we also like found ourselves uh, checking out a lot of the, the seabirds. And so she was very excited, but we only had a really terrible pair of binoculars. So I bought her a really nice pair that we're hoping to get some use out of uh, this year. Uh, and then the other thing I bought was a little thing that I happened to catch on the wire cutters list of recommended uh, stocking stuffers. And that was this little $5 Gerber shard, which is essentially a multi-tool that goes on your key ring that has a couple of flathead screwdrivers, a Phillips head screwdriver, a bottle opener, a wire stripper. Um, and the best thing about it is that not only is it small enough to fit on your keychain, but it is TSA approved. So you can still carry it on the plane because I used to carry a pocket knife a lot of places and you can't do that anymore. Um, so uh, that's sort of helpful because I, you know, I bought one for myself as well because I was like, you know, sometimes you just need a screwdriver uh, and it's annoying to not have it. And I love the idea that I will always have one on me now. So nothing too techy, but, you know, nearby. John, what about you? Well, I've got three geeky sons, so I, I spend a lot of time buying buying tech for them. But the thing that I was most excited about this year and that now I want for myself is a Mac Mavic Mini drone. So this is uh, DJI's smallest drone that they make. It's got a high-definition camera on it. It's on a gimbal. It takes amazingly smooth video and can go up really high i mean it's it it'll fly for about a half an hour we've tested it out a bunch in the neighborhood trying to see exactly what it's capable of and it's just a lot of fun they've they've designed this one in particular to be 
one gram under the regulation for the FAA. So you don't actually have to register it, which eliminates a certain amount of hassle. Uh, but you can still fly it up pretty high, like over a hundred feet and, you know, zoom around and take a bunch of interesting video. So that's, that's the thing that I bought that got me the most excited this year. And now I really want one myself to try it for, <laughs> for, for some sort of project that I'm going to dream up and, and do myself. So we'll see. <laughs> That's excellent. Um, I wasn't able to be home, uh, this year for the holidays. And so I wanted to send, uh, a bit of fun and a bit of chaos, uh, to, to back home. Mm-hmm. And so I gifted Space Team. Oh, yes. I know this game. <laughs> uh, so for folks who don't know, this is a game where you do a lot of shouting. <laughs> um, essentially, you and whomever else plays the game, you're all trying to uh, to fly a spaceship. And so each person uh, has access to a control panel, and you all get these little printouts at the top of what you're supposed to tell other people that they need to do. So everybody's looking at their screen while also shouting out what other people need to be doing. And then when you do things correctly, you move along with your spaceship. And it is so much fun. Um, Leo Laporte and I played it live on air one morning uh, before we were beginning our show. And immediately I knew, oh my goodness, my family has to play this. And so I got to hear later um, <laughs> about the ridiculousness that uh, took place after they played uh, Space Team. So that was a lot of fun to gift. And then slowly but surely, I'm working on getting everyone um, both understanding and using one password. So fingers crossed there that uh, that goes over as well as I hope it will. Okay, so it's 20 years since the start of the 21st century. That's my story, and I'm sticking with it. Um, it um, is there a piece of technology you were using then that you still use now? Or if not, what is something you used all the time back in 2000 that you don't use now? Boy, I I racked my brain on this one because I was trying to think, is there anything that I'm still using now that I was using 20 years ago? And I mean, broadly speaking, you know, I was using a Mac 20 years ago, but I've been through many Macs since then. So not the same one, certainly, although it, my 20 year old Mac is sitting in my office right now. I can I can see it from where I'm standing. Um, but uh, uh, in terms of something I used a ton then that I don't use now, I think the most obvious thing, and, and this was just sort of, you know, at its tail end for me, in 2000, but uh, a a portable CD player. <laughs> I listened to a ton of music. I burned uh, music CDs, including some of those. Uh, you, you could burn MP3 CDs back in the day that would ca- like uh, contain a lot more music. Uh, and this was, you know, a year before the iPod came out. Um, and so that was kind of. I remember walking around on campus with my portable CD player. And uh, I, I have very fond memories, <laughs> except for the time I, so I used to work in a library in college and I uh, had to reshelve books. And so I had my little book truck and I was walking through the stacks one day and I had a very long headphone cable and it got run over by the book truck and the discman flew off the truck and and like slid 20 feet and then ejected the CD, which slid another 20 feet. <laughs> and somehow it still worked after all that, which was pretty impressive. So yeah, uh, I won't say I miss my discman, but it is amazing how far we have come since then. You know, I think I'm going to go with something that I'm not using any longer, and that and that is uh, my cable box. I got rid of cable a couple of years ago, and I haven't looked back, and I don't miss it at all. You know, I've never, I never had a cable box from any cable provider or satellite provider or whatever it happened to be that 
I liked. I mean, the DVR was always clunky. Um, navigating the UI was always difficult. And so now I'm just, you know, subscribing to various services and doing most of my uh, movie and TV watching through an Apple TV. And it's, uh, it, it's got its own issues. And now, you know, we've, now that we've unbundled everything, there's a lot to having to manage all of that all the time. But I, I don't miss the cable box at all. So I'm glad that's out of my life. Um, so something that I had back in the day, uh, was a little Nikon Coolpix camera. Uh, mine was green, uh, as is proper. And I remember absolutely loving that thing, taking photos on it all the time, um, doing selfies before selfies kind of had a name and using a mirror behind the camera to see what the viewfinder was showing uh, in order to take those timed photographs and uh, doing stop motion animation videos on them and all sorts of things. Uh, that camera has a special place in my heart and has since uh, since been replaced with a smartphone. So uh, throwback to the Nikon Coolpix uh, back in the day. Gene, what was yours? Well, I, I, the thing I am still using, not the actual thing, again, that would be nearly impossible, is a printer, but so close to not using a printer anymore. Um, in fact, um, my connection between my computer and the printer is, is kind of uh, bork, borked right now, and I need to do something about it, but I'm not in any rush. So, uh, and whereas having a printer and, you know, firing it up and printing things out, that was like a regular thing. So I think that's, <clears throat> that's something uh, we've just gotten used to having less paper uh, around. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could get rid of mine someday. Uh, all right. That is four topics down. We have just enough time for a bonus topic. But before we get there, Micah would like to tell you about our other sponsor this week. Yes. This episode of Clockwise is brought to you by Health IQ. Look, at some point in the last couple of years, you've probably created or maintained a healthy habit. Good for you. Now, whether that's getting enough sleep, working out, or just trying to eat the right foods, it's awesome that you're paying attention to that. If you do live a healthy lifestyle, you could be rewarded for your hard work with more affordable life insurance rates. That's right. And you could save up to 41% on those life insurance plans. Just take the Health IQ quiz. And then they'll walk you through the entire process of applying. The policy is underwritten by one of their top insurance partners, and there will be a real person at the end of the phone who you can conversate with. The savings are exclusive to Health IQ, so you're not going to find them anywhere else. But you do have to qualify to get that special rate. So that's very important there. Uh, you know, there, there's always sort of that time, especially, uh, with the start of a new year where we kind of take a look at, uh, at, where we're going to be going in the new year and what choices we're going to make. And you may, you know, have decided that you want to be more active or, uh, you want to quit smoking or you want to do any other sort of a healthy habit like getting more sleep. Well, that is where health IQ can come into play. To see if you qualify, you go to healthiq.com slash clockwise. 
to take the proprietary Health IQ quiz. Depending upon your score, as well as other related qualifying factors, you can save up to 41% on your life insurance premiums compared to other providers. Again, that's healthiq.com slash clockwise to let them know we sent you and start the process with a Health IQ quiz. There's no commitment, and you'll learn even more about potential opportunities to be rewarded for your commitment to living healthy. One more time, that's healthiq.com slash clockwise. Thanks so much to Health IQ for their support of Clockwise and all of Relay FM. All right, bonus topic time. Uh, how do you typically ring in the new year, John? Usually pretty quietly at home with my family. They're not, not too crazy or wild here, but this year's a little different, probably just as quiet, but I'm going to be visiting family. So we'll probably go out to a nice dinner and, and then watch the ball drop from home in, in the comfort and warmth of my parents' house. If I'm not dancing to Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody surrounded by a bunch of people uh, at some sort of dance club, then I'm not doing it right. That is what I love to do. Go <laughs> dancing, ring in the new year with a bunch of strangers and have a blast. I have only one rule with New Year's Eve is that there must be chocolate cake and champagne. And then anything on top of that is a bonus. It, uh, I can play games with uh, my neighbors, you know, do board games. And I, what I like about New Year's Eve now is that we used to be the ones who stayed up, but th- we let the kids stay up, their kids stay up until nine. Now it's the other way around. We go, we say, okay, it's nine o'clock, which means it's midnight on the East Coast. And, and the kids are like, yeah, we're going to be staying up till midnight because they're teenagers. Uh, yeah, it tends to be a low key affair for me as well. Uh, I like playing board games and getting together with friends. Uh, this year we will be slash we're in Florida, so it might be a little bit different, but uh, looking forward to celebrating with some uh, champagne and some some warm temperatures. That'll be nice. That is the end of our show. And all that remains is for us to thank our fantastic guest this week, John Voorhees. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me again. And Gene McDonald, thank you so much for being here. Thanks. I was really happy to be invited yet again. And Micah, we've uh, rung in 2020 in style. Looking forward to another full year of great guests and great topics and 30-minute shows. Same. (laughs) Yeah, excellent. Well, we will be back next week. But until then, we remind you, as we always do, watch what you say and keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody.